veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at notsopeterpriesthood. And you can email us at notsopeterpriesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! I do have something that might make it a little... (laughs) But... I can't ever, like, not... You just want me to just have, like, an aneurysm before I'm 40. That's fine. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. I just have, you know, insidious um, motives. (laughs) Speaking of cult leaders. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... With the whole Twin Flames conversation uh, we talk about, it kind of ended on, it kind of has a good segue into this episode because oh. of um, how it talks. we talked about, like, you know, you are your own person and you are, yeah. you're okay with being your own person. Just, mm-hmm. you don't need another person to complete you. No. So. You're a whole individual all by yourself. You don't need yeah. anybody else. Uh, and I was... Um, I think it's a good ending for the month of love too, to end on a positive note. Yes, please. <laughs> We've been through some. <laughs> it's been a it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> February was fine. I said clitoris way too many times. Oh in my goodness! One episode, so you know. Yeah, if we could go a while without that happening. Yeah. It's just it's because it's so funny coming from you of all people. It's just. <laughs> I know, right? Just, uh, it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, today we're going to talk about self-love, which is um, and self-care. And um, so, well, okay, self-love, according to Psychology Today, comprises of four aspects. There's self-awareness, self-worth, self-esteem, and self-care. If one is missing, then you do not entirely have self-love according to this so um just let's see uh according to this this is written by let's see what's her name she's uh sarah lynn oh i'm sarah lynn i'm gonna butcher this mutuwasekwa i don't know anyway uh (laughs) it's Uh, She says, most of us know what self-love is, but do not understand it. You eat because you understand that you need nourishment. It is sad that most of us are trying to conquer external battles like finding love, finding success, or finding happiness, but we do not understand that self-love is the root from which everything grows. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says, how can we love the next person effectively before we learn to love ourselves unconditionally? So, okay, I, I like this. And you do need to love yourself, and there needs to be self-esteem. Mm-hmm. But I don't like hearing this when it's like I've been doing the work, you know, and I'm doing mm-hmm. the work, and then I'm so I'm supposed to just like stay alone, <laughs> you know? Like I just I don't know. That's where my mind goes because I'm yeah. just like, especially like we've talked about this with Valentine's Day, where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh it's a very stark reminder of me being single, but um, like for somebody who has been like 
um, what am I trying to say? Let's see. Well, I'm, I had the thoughts. I had them. I had them. Um, for like, I've been doing the work for like a few years now, and like, I feel like I'm in a good place. But I'm supposed to open myself up to somebody else who hasn't been doing the work, and you know, and there it limits the pool even more when you have to like um, look for somebody else who is doing the work on themselves. And yeah, because you're worth somebody who is going to be a, a healthy relationship for you, uh-huh. right? You don't yep. want somebody that you're like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. You're a mess. <laughs> yeah. um, when you love yourself conditionally, you cannot love another unconditionally because why give someone else something you did not have? Or understanding of self, our understanding of self-love is learned during childhood from those that cared for us. In most cases, it is taught un- unconsciously. We just got a glimpse from watching those that nurtured us. So we base a lot of our uh, understanding of how we treat ourselves and how we treat our our significant others from our parents um if they're around like if you're or whoever your nurture caregiver was um self-love is more than just wearing nice attire and applying bouts of expensive makeup and then claiming that you love yourself self-love is an umbrella term for different acts of love we perform toward ourselves physically and non-physically there are many well-groomed people that i know who have no clue what it means to love themselves to love yourself is not an act of selfishness. It is an act of kindness toward others because when you love yourself, others don't have to deal with your unresolved problems. Um, I still don't like the concept of like you're doing it so that it's better for other people. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's the th- yeah, that's what I'm not like, loving about. It's, it's the whole Why is that- like. Why am I, why is it performative for other people? Like, yes, why do I have to you. like, yeah, um, it seems performative of like, look at how much I take care of myself and I am so good with myself. Like, yeah. Well, even I'm like, um, I feel like me saying like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the work and I've been doing the work. Like, I feel like even that I'm like, oh, I feel weird saying that because I feel self-congratulatory and like, oh, look what yeah. I'm doing, you know. Instead of but, just like letting it be what it is and just letting your actions speak for themselves, yeah. kind of. Yeah. And yeah. I, um, I don't, so I don't like to like, it's not, and I feel like I'm bragging, you know, but it's mm-hmm. not like a brag. It's just like, I've been it's just information about who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the TikTokification of like psychological um TikTokification. I love that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The TikTokification of like psychological therapy and like psychological things like gaslighting and like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff where it gets twisted into this thing of like look at me, look at me, you know, mm-hmm. and um and it's a you just you're not going to get the full depth of a lot of these things from 30 seconds of a clip like no no and, absolutely not and like we've talked about before with like twin flames like and like these other things like any Joe Schmo could be a life coach on TikTok that's or Seriously. somewhere that's saying or on YouTube that's telling you how to how to think about things mm-hmm. um but anyway. Self-awareness uh, is being aware of your thought processes, your thoughts, how they affect your emotions, how emotions cause you to act. Are you aware of the thoughts that make you feel angry and make you act impulsively? Where are they coming and why are they there? 
I do like this. Like, and um, people with high emotional intelligence have emotions just like we do, but they step out of their emotions to process them effectively. Wait a second. Am I like emotionally like mature? I think I think you are. <laughs> Coming from somebody who has done, you know, a, a bachelor's on, and that we get repeated like assignments talking about emotional intelligence. Yeah, I would I, say you're emotionally intelligent. <laughs> shut the. Front we just had door. a breakthrough moment. <laughs> well, it's been recorded. <laughs> well, I'm done here. <laughs> I'm done here. This has been fun. I enjoyed getting to know all of you. No, but I just had this like realization of like, well, yeah, because I used to be such a snap show of like off the cuff, just like reacting to everything. And now I'm very much the person that's like, okay, well, why am I feeling this way? And like investing, you know, a few minutes of time before I go off half cocked. Well, that's all it takes really to be like self-aware and to like have that emotional intelligence to like, what am I feeling right now? And why is this, what is the root problem here? Yeah. Where is Um, this coming from? And am I really frustrated with my four-year-old child or is there something going on with me that I'm like reacting and triggered by it? Like, am I just tired? Does mommy just need a nap? You know, like that kind of thing. I mean, 99% of the time it's mom needs a nap, but (laughs) But Holy. it also, like, I mean, <laughs> all right, episode done. <laughs> just I'm kidding. just so <laughs> proud of myself right now. Like, you should be. <laughs> the shit that I've been doing for years is actually working. Huh. Yeah. huh. Um, so I'm going to skip that one. For, well, okay. So the next two. Okay. We're going to skip the other two, but we'll talk. We're going to go back to them. Okay. So that those are self-worth and self-esteem that we're going to. Okay. I have a. I have a plan here. Um, but self-care, okay. I trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> you know that you're emotionally intelligent now, so you're like, you're like I'm good now. <laughs> you can Run, say anything. <laughs> new information. Like, remember when I realized I'm a suburban housewife? Yeah. <laughs> Way better than that. <laughs> Self-awareness. It's fine. Yeah. We're getting there. Self-awareness that you're a suburban housewife and also that you're emotionally intelligent. <laughs> just... <laughs> I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> She's like, She's like, That's She's great, like, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got to go. I'm at church. <laughs> uh, what do you think of when you think of self-care? Um, me? Yeah. A nap. <laughs> Because I'm very tired, but I think that the whole, like the world as a whole thinks of like a bubble bath and a glass of wine and, you know, a face mask and like all of those things. But I see it as just, just sleep. I just need sleep. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of it is like picking yourself out of like stressful situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also it takes, um, self-awareness and also emotional intelligence to understand I'm not safe right now. I'm going to Mm -hmm. remove myself from this. That could be, that's a form of self-care. Yeah. Like I no longer put my, myself in spaces where there's not a seat for me and that's self-care to me as that I no longer need to force myself into those places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Um, 
So she says, this aspect has more to do with the physical, but it is not entirely physical. Um, and like we we talk about, like it's about people say it's like a, taking a bath, eating a balanced diet, staying hydrated, mm-hmm. doing things that we love. For me, self-care is like taking time to um, <laughs> snuggling my dog, going on a hike, going to the gym. Yeah. The gym is very therapeutic for me. Like yeah. it takes me out of the like the stresses I'm able to process stuff I'm able to like listen to a podcast and like focus energy my attentions on other things um yeah uh oh Sorry, I sneezed and I was making oh, really good. weird. I thought you were. I was Sorry. like unsure if you were talking to somebody or like what was no. happening. Anyway, I, I, I was. Yeah. You know when those sneezes get stuck in like the back of your sinuses uh-huh. and you have to look at a light. To yeah. <laughs> having that whole like crisis. Was I have a lot of really unsure. A lot on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded of the the yarn in the sweater <laughs> still, yeah. still, as I was pulling and it was getting tighter, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, so self-care can also take form of watching what you consume, like the, mu- like the music you listen to, the things you watch, and the people you spend time with. Mm-hmm. Um, Compared to other aspects of self-love, self-care is easier to do. It is best to start here on your journey toward discovering self-love. Um, let's see. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the other ones. Self-worth. Uh, because of the continuous negative programming that we face in society, we focus on the bad and unpleasant things and project this negativity onto ourselves so often without even realizing it. You are born with an endless sea of potential. You have it now, and you'll have it till the day you die. Just like we cannot create or destroy energy, we can only explore or hide potential. Self-worth is the beliefs that we have about ourselves, and often we struggle to believe in ourselves. Uh, Self-esteem results from self-worth. A high sense of self-worth results in high self-esteem. Self-worth is the realization that we are valuable regardless of what we have achieved or qualities we may have. Self-esteem is more tied to our qualities and achievements. The extra, uh, let's see, when you develop a sense of self-worth, self-esteem will come more naturally. So, one begets the other. All right, so, now we're going to take a little journey. <laughs> Trust the process, Dusty. <laughs> um, we're going to see, I was, I just wanted to see, con, kind of contrast what the church says about self-love. <gasps> <laughs> and self-worth. Oh, I like where this is going. I mean, I'm probably going to get mad, but... <laughs> yeah. So, um, I found a talk by... I don't know if it's talk. Is it a talk? Um, anyway, a thing uh, by... I Elder, found a thing. <laughs> I found a thing by Elder Glenn L. Pace of the 70 from January 2005. It's called Confidence and Self-Worth. <laughs> okay. All right, Drop in, kids. Uh, many Latter-day Saints know the church is true, but have unhealthy feelings about their own inadequacies, real or imagined. 
the scriptures inform us that we all have weaknesses and that there is a place for them in our spiritual progress. If men come unto me, <laughs> Dusty's already given me a face. <laughs> if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto the men weaknesses that they may be humble, and my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then I will make me things wrong and become strong unto them. We all know that anyway. <laughs> a week strong. So, the world's saying we all have unlimited potential, and the church is already like, you all have weaknesses and inadequacies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Too often, we wallow in our weaknesses so much that we do not allow weak things to become strong. Our condition is frequently misdiagnosed as humility, when in reality, it's a, it is a lack of confidence. <laughs> what is the difference between the two? To be humble is to recognize our utter dependence upon the Lord. So, and self being, I don't know, the world is saying, like, you have, like you said, like all the potential. You are capable of doing great things. You are capable of being emotionally intelligent, self aware. (laughs) You're capable. You are, um, uh, and this is like, he's, no, we need to be humble. And that is, they would probably say that that is um, the devil speaking. You cannot be too confident. You cannot be too, you got to be humble. I just had this memory. Sorry. I'll talk. Do you want me to share it with you? Yeah, go ahead. I was in the car (laughs) as a 15 year old, 14 year old, maybe. I don't know. A friend of mine was driving and then like we had, like we, she was our mutual friend. So driver, my friend. Passenger seat, <laughs> friends mutual with driver. Friend. Me okay. and me and passenger, not really, not really friends. But she said something that was like really she did something that was like really inappropriate. And I immediately like was like, that's inappropriate and I don't appreciate that type of whatever it was. I don't even remember what the situation was. But I remember her turning around and saying, You are gonna fail in life because you have zero humility and too much confidence. And I was oh. like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay. noted. <laughs> okay, like, thank you for that. You're still gross. Like Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the whole aspect of humility is, especially in a religious context, irritates me because like, it's such a manipulative like, uh, mm-hmm. you just have to oh you just have to grin and bear it and just be yeah yeah it's it's and it's depend not... on the Lord like he says be humble to be humble is to recognize our utter dependence upon the Lord AKA be dependent on the church. Yeah, and and in actual hum like humility is like who like I'm really good at crocheting. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm humble in the fact that like I know I don't know everything about crocheting and that there are stitches out there that somebody could teach me. That is me being humble that somebody could show me something yeah. that I don't know. Humility in the church is I am nothing without God. I am just a little microorganism that could just be squished under. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna. Okay. Oh, is he gonna we continue? Are, yep. We are conscious of our strengths, but we do not exalt ourselves and become prideful, for we know that all good things ultimately come from God. 
Right, because we can't have pride in anything that we do because the only reason I can do anything is because God allows me. Oh, my God, I'm already annoyed. (laughs) We are conscious of our weaknesses, but we know the Lord can use those very weaknesses to bless our lives and that through him, as we learn from the book of Ether, which is, you know, fiction, our weaknesses can become strengths. Because the Lord of the Rings tells us that. Yeah. Uh, to lack confidence is to have feelings of low self-worth. We are preoccupied with our weaknesses, and we lack faith in the Lord's ability to use those weaknesses for our good. We do not understand our inestimable worth in the eyes of God, nor do we appreciate our divine potential. Ironically, both pride and a lack of self-confidence cause us to focus excessively on ourselves and to deny the power of God in our lives. So... Don't focus too much on yourself. You're not, there's no room for God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that like perfect little niche that they try to force you into is so impossible. Yeah. No. Because no matter what, you're wrong. No matter what you do, damned if you do, damned if you don't, you, you will never, you will never be perfect enough. Never. Exactly. And that's the fucked up shit is the, um, cause if you, if you're, oh, I'm a good pianist, you know, like I had to say that. Right. Very. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, good. <laughs> um, but like my sister was uh, very like naturally just talented with the piano. Like she mm-hmm. was and it was like her that was her form of self-care. Like she would go there and like that would she would just play on the piano for as yeah, a yeah. as a kid, as growing up and she just had this gift you know and but that was always seen as like it was god's gift to her it was not seen as anything that all her work that she had done for that and her skill over and over doesn't matter because god let her yeah i hate that and uh yeah but then also but then being too proud of your accomplishments is not giving enough credit to God. It's mm. giving credit to you, and so that's a problem. Yeah, like don't put your don't put up that you've like graded and the Royal Conservatory of Music. Definitely don't put those on your wall because that's being prideful that you are a grade whatever. Oh, I hate it so much. Um, so I can remember my mom telling me that, and I. It comes from like a talk, the like a conference talk about like not saying pride, not saying I'm proud of that kind of thing. I think they've kind of like that's kind of gone by the wayside because I know that's like the church. Like I yeah. hear it a little more. Like I'm proud of this. Like on a, a testimony meeting, you know. Yeah. But um, like for the longest time as a kid, I was like, oh, I can't say I'm proud of doing anything, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Then, my parents never said I'm proud of you. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, ever. They still don't. Well, I hear it every once in a while, right? Like, but it's usually like a like a little blip, you know, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what I say to my kids is, are you proud of you? Oh. And if they, yeah, and if they say, yes, I'm proud, then I say, I'm very proud of you, too. But I want them, I want that to be an internalized. I want them to acknowledge it first, yeah. Yeah, that they are internalizing that they are proud of something. It's not coming. They're not, they're not good because mom's proud of them and they're not doing it for mom's pride. They're doing it because internally they feel good about what they're doing. I like that. Thank you. That's one of the one ways I'm actually 
not fucking my kids up, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> well, I've said it before. I think you're doing a great job. But... Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So he's he's going to... I would like to present some doctrine with which most are familiar, but few internalize. Speaking of internalizing things. Uh, if we really believe it, our confidence will wax stronger. Uh, okay. I won't get... I'm not going to read all his stuff, but we can just get the point of... We all know Thank what you. we're at, but um, <laughs> so, but there's this part. There's some things in here. Uh, occasionally, we need to step back from the details of our lives and reacquaint ourselves with the big picture. One summer night, while I was vacationing with my family in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park, which is amazing, by the way, uh, I happened to look up at the sky and was overwhelmed by the clarity of the stars and the magnitude of the universe. I wondered how long it had been since I had lain on my back, stared at the sky, and let the concept of eternity and the glory of God's creations wash over me. Why is it? Why is it? Why can we not just? Why can't you just enjoy it? Just have like, this moment. Why does everything have to be this whole spiritual God experience? Like, yeah, I just don't. Uh, he quotes Elder John A. Whitstow, which. Um, Earth, stars, and the vastness of space, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and the endlessly increasing knowledge of the relations of forces present present in present oh my goodness present an illimitable universe of numberless phenomena only in general outline can the universe be understood in its infinite variety of expression it wholly transcends the human mind in the midst of this complexity man finds himself as he progresses from childhood to manhood and as his slumbering faculties are awakened he becomes more fully aware of the vastness of his universe and of the futility of hoping to never to understand it in detail Nevertheless, conscious man cannot endure confusion. Out of the universal mystery, he must draw at least the general controlling laws that <laughs> controlling laws that proclaim order in the apparent chaos. And especially is he driven by his inborn and unalterable nature, nature to know, if possible, his own place in the system of existing things. That was a lot, but. That was a lot, but um, <laughs> I have thoughts. I noticed you did because you did like this thing when I was. <laughs> what are your so, thoughts? <laughs> so, the conscious man can't stand being being confused about things. Oh, that that stuck out to me too. I was like, but wait, but. We don't know everything, for one. Yeah. And also, the church's doctrine is confusing as fuck. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also, we get the Northern Lights here a lot. I don't really understand how they work. I know yeah. I'm very confused about the when, the why, the where. The why, I just, but I can stand on my deck in my blanket, and I can just enjoy them. I can just stand there and just watch this display <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> I did a very extravagant yes. arm display there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, friends who can't see my yeah. But like I I can stand at my bedroom window and I can watch the northern lights and I can appreciate that I don't understand it and that's fine. I don't need to understand it. And so as being a non-religious person, I it, it, the world is not so much of like I have to know what it is and I don't I'm not I'm not going to go seek out religion to explain to me the science of why the sky turns green <laughs> like i just i don't yeah. i don't well, think that's see, a fact. that's the thing is religion can't answer about the northern lights science can 
Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's not because God wanted us to have this beautiful creation and we just. Have... <laughs> yeah. It has something All to do with solar like flares. As... Yes. Yeah. God created it so we could enjoy. It has something to do with solar flares. That's all I. That's all I. I've lived here my entire life, and I just know it has something. If if there's solar flares, there'll be northern lights at night. Oh, all right. There's a website. You can go check it out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, he says we know that each of us has always existed in some form. Eh, do we? We don't. The scriptures teach us. <laughs> Man was also in the beginning with God. Intelligence and the light truth was not created or made, neither indeed can be. That was from DNC, other aka Joseph Smith. Um I mean, know- I do kind of believe that like there you can't create matter or you can't create energy from nothing. Right. And like energy doesn't just disappear. So I do believe in a sense that like we've probably yeah. always been something. Yeah. There's an aspect of our souls, like, we have yeah. personalities, and, like, we don't just, like, spring up from, like, it's just not like we're, Fish like, pop down snow like daisies. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my kids watch a lot of Disney. Um, <laughs> yes, but I don't, I don't think that we were, like, spirit children that were begotten by spirit and mother, or mother god, what, 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 heavenly mother, what do we call her? I don't know. I just <laughs> don't. Mother, I don't. Right? Tell me, that's all is she that gets. What we call her? She's just heavenly mother. She just has billions of spirit babies over yeah. and over and over. Yep. Sounds, sounds great. <laughs> Find me up. I'm wondering that. what her pregnancies are like. Is it just like, like how does that like, like what is if we got into the real mechanics of all this? Like how does the like does she have to stay pregnant for a while or does it just like she thinks. Like she, she just like creates it. I don't. I don't know. See that, but we're not supposed to do the thing and just like it. Um, this is why we can't ask questions because it's all made up. I love that you and... have to keep making that sound. That's perfect. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> like, and that's why we can't. I think that's why we can't ask questions because they there's no way to make that because it you know J Dog didn't make that part up yet. <laughs> he died before that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Martyred. Martyred. <sighs> With a loaded right. gun in his hand, yeah. Okay, sure. So let's see. He also talks about charity, like that thy bowels be full of charity towards all men. <laughs> bowels are not full of charity. <laughs> <laughs> The Lord endows us with confidence as we practice charity towards all men and have righteous thoughts. So, of course, you have to continue serving. It's your works. Always your works over who you are as a person. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could be the best person and the kindest, but if you're not doing the works that the church recognizes, then you're garbage. Yeah. Um, I love this. I just love it so much. It's just so great. <laughs> but like, um, I don't know, self-esteem. Like, I remember learning about that as a kid and being like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like, I'm going to grow my self-esteem, like in school. But then like in church, you're, those, you're hearing like a completely different message. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
mm, you can't think too much too highly of yourself. I think that was I just uh, so going back to the psychology side. Um, she says self-esteem deals with three factors: how we are loved as children, the accomplishments of the people in our age group, and how well we have accomplished compared to our childhood caregivers. Self-esteem is everything to do with being content and comfortable with who you are, where you are, and what you have. If you want self-esteem, improve your self-worth. Remind yourself every day that you need not justify your existence. Huh. Yeah. Your need to accomplish certain things is often because of your need to justify your existence. Uh, and it all comes down to, I am only worthy if I am productive because I am only, oh, yeah. this is a deep one today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you thought we were just going to talk about mm, self-love. <laughs> self-love, go take a bath. <laughs> Which those are important, but they're oh very uh, much so, yeah. Um, but I, it definitely is more. There's more to it than um, just, yeah. and especially when we're trying to deconstruct um, from a religion that told us that we aren't worth anything, that our weaknesses we're just yeah. weak people. We're also like you talk about the sexual sexual purity side of it. Like men are just weak people who can't control themselves. Can't control themselves yeah. Women, which you know, but um, we're just sinful. Women just are just existing. weak, the weaker sex because, and they aren't allowed a voice <laughs> in the uh, in the room at all. Yeah, yeah. the Relief Society president, which even then they're just like, eh, you're just here because you're you're just a I don't know. You're just, yeah, you're just. Uh, we have to have you in the room because otherwise people get mad. Yeah, and it's like you're told as a kid to be confident. Like I don't know, playing basketball. I was told just like believe in yourself, get out there on the basketball court, you can do it. But in the church, I was told you can't believe in yourself. It's all through God. It's a very conflicting, yeah, confusing thing for a child who's like trying to trying to find their self-esteem yeah. like trying to figure out where they stand in the world and trying to figure out like oh i do i know i'm good at this but i'm also told that i'm not supposed to not know supposed that i'm good to about it not acknowledge that i'm good at it yeah, yeah. what a fucky little yeah there's a whole other aspect of like that um mind fuck that the yeah. church does to you that i didn't you never really think about until you're like actually digging through it and you're like oh well like, like I was always such a prideful little shit because I was like, no, I'm good at this. I can do this. I'm smart. Yeah. And even I think it is an aspect that I still struggle with and some things that I'm like, oh, when people tell me like, oh, you're a really good writer or oh, you're a really good artist. I'm like, eh. you know, I just I kind of shrug it off because it's like I don't know how to. And it comes into this thing of like you can't take compliments and so you're just like, it's not me, you know, like it's not, yeah. I didn't do it, you know, but you really did, you know, and so like taking on that, like, yeah, I fucking did that and I'm proud of it, you know. Yeah, um, I've had to learn to say thank you for compliments yeah. instead of like brush them. Like I very much when some, like I was showing my friend the blanket that I'm making yesterday and she said, you're really talented. And I still have that like, oh, no, but I had yeah. to like. Thank you. I'm working hard on it. Oh, because that's still in our brain of like framing and um, framing. Yeah. The what was I talking? So this is kind of a shift, but um, 
I just watched this video by Dr. K- uh, I think she's a doctor, she's a professor, Professor Carol Dweck, and she talks about the growth mindset and the power of uh, not yet, and how um, there's this. Um, she, I'm not, I'm gonna fuck it up, but she, if you, there's, if you look it up on YouTube, she's got a lot of stuff, and she's got like a podcast, I think, or she's been on podcasts, and anyway, Carol Dweck. Um, her whole thing is about the growth mindset and how um, people. She, there's been studies done on in this video that I t- watched her talk about. She says there's been studies of people, students, like younger younger students, that are um, if they have the growth mindset and the power of not yet, like I'm there, I'm not yet there. You know, like I, they have like their brain lights up of like taking on the challenges and taking on and like seeing their limitations as a challenge rather than like as a like um as a stopping point like this is where i this i'm gonna just give up now whereas um the people that are in that mindset their brain activity like was not as it was just pretty stagnant so they were um and I think, and when I was watching it, I was just like, I think that's why I started thinking about this episode is because I was just like, um, we are told in the church that like we can only get so far, and then everything else is like made up for us, you know, like God does the rest of it, or, um, and it's we aren't capable of great things. Like you're capable of the great things through God. You're capable yeah. of great She's things. The only reason you're capable of great things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, and so then when I, when I come across challenges, it makes me not, um, I've had to kind of reframe it in that like challenges are not a, um, stopping point and it's not something that I can just like, it's a, have a growth mindset of like, um, that I can, I'm not there yet, but I can get there. Um, she said that they did like this brain points game that was actually like a study, but they gave this game to these students and that's where they saw the brain activity, but um, there were math questions and they were rewarded, students were rewarded with um, progress rather than getting the answer right, right away. So. Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, oh, you missed this part of it, but you did great on this. So you're rewarded, rewarded for this getting to this point. And you're <gasps> my physics teacher to... did that. He gave me the correct answer one time because I put my name on my test. So <laughs> 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 I was really struggling. <laughs> he was like, hey, you spelled your name wrong. There's a point. <laughs> uh, but I guess to the I don't know, to tie it all back to like self care is just and self love, whatever, but it's just like part of being the self love thing is a for me, it's a fragile concept because it's mm-hmm. like it's hard to because something can happen and I can like totally shut down, you know, and I'll be like, oh shit, you know, or um, and I think that's part of that power of not the having that mindset of like not yet. Yeah. And the, like, okay, I'm just not there yet, you know, but yeah. I just need to think of that and not be like, okay, I will get there eventually, but I'm going to reward myself for for your progress, being where I am now, you know, yeah. and like being able to, and also being able to be mindful of like 
the work I've done. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> That's very much, I just took a parenting course. I just finished it. It was a 10 week parenting course and it was very much, it, they didn't call it the power of not yet, but it was working with your child and rewarding progress as they worked towards things. And it wasn't a sense of you did this thing. So you are, you are rewarded. It was a sense of you are getting closer to the goal. And so we need to acknowledge the steps yeah. towards this goal. And they may never pass this goal, but it's the fact that they're constantly working. Like our goal was to have my, my son really struggles with anxiety. And, um, and so one of our goals is for him to be able to go through like a fire drill at school. Mm -hmm. Um, and he might, it might take years for him to not be excused. Like I am let known ahead of time when there are drills coming up because he cannot right at this time. And we never actually were able to go through a fire drill with him, but the fact we were able to talk about a fire drill, the fact that he was able to acknowledge why they were important, the fact that he was able to walk into the school building and not shaking with fear that there might be a fire alarm go off that day. Those steps were rewarded because he is working towards that goal. Mm -hmm. And that's what the parenting like course for me really taught me was we have to meet our children where we're at. We have to meet ourselves where we're at. And we have to acknowledge and reward ourselves that we are working towards something. And that's worth celebrating. Mm -hmm. So... Here, here. All right. Wow. It was such a, <laughs> such a good course. Everybody, if you can take a parenting course, just take them because they're so helpful, especially coming out of a religion where everything was like dictated what milestones you were supposed to meet at what ages and, and all the things. It's so helpful to have like scientific backed help and medically backed help of like, you can do this. You've got this. You don't need Sky Daddy telling you that you're a good mom because your child was baptized at eight, yeah. you know, yeah. like I'm a good mom because I'm helping my children grow and progress and get ready for the next stage of life. Mm -hmm. I'm a great mom. That's such right. a good mom. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but well, and to your point, the, um, the more I learn about like for, um, oh my goodness, the word just escaped me. Why did I, uh, formation, formative, formative? yes. Formative years and like I was on the wave. I thought I fell out of your brain and fell into my lap. We're good. Thank you. <laughs> um, like the formative years is like it, there's no cookie cutter way. Like, and I think that's what the church does is it provides these like uh, this is how it's supposed to be, and if you don't fit into it, there's something wrong. Yeah. Like they're just. I would absolutely say yes. Yeah, and even in like in primary, you got the sunbeams. You got the. Um, what else is there? Primary, there's CTRA, CTRB, whatever there is. Oh, yeah, they used to have different world. names, though. When we were kids, they all had a name, but they changed it because it was too hard to translate to, into English um, or into uh -huh. other languages from English. So there was uh -huh. like, there was, um, you were a sunbeam and then you were. Uh, I can't oh. remember what they were. CTR. I want there's no, there, I think there was, there was like a CTR. One, but there was also like. Oh, I can't think I of them now, but they all had different little names and then they changed them to CTR1, CTR2, CTR3. Oh. Yeah. Well, and uh, I I like, yeah, and I'll listen to my like niece and nephews talk about primary and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's interesting, you know, but I'm like, what about like developmentally delayed people, like mm -hmm. children? Yeah. What about like neurodivergent children? What about um, like it just leaves them behind? And it does. 
but it forces them to follow this like path that it's not that they're not ready for mm-hmm. and um because the, like in our before you could graduate from primary and go into young men's or young women's you had to memorize an article of faith and say it over the pulpit that's I remember that. Oh my God, you just unlocked something for me. I, I was know. like, oh, I remember doing that. And everybody would always do the, like the short ones because it's like, oh, the, they wouldn't do the thirteenth one. <laughs> was that the long one? I can't remember. You did I it, didn't you? I, I know. I did it. <laughs> but it was because I was good at memorization, right? Like it was not that was not hard for me to memorize. I had them all memorized by the time because we said them all the time, and I yeah. can memorize by repetition. So. Yeah. And and what about a child who really struggles with memorization? That's singling them out as, well, they're not ready for young like women. They're young dyslexic men. Dyslexic children, you know, things that are like learning disabilities. Like yeah. Children like my son who has crippling anxiety to the point where he has physical manifestations of anxiety. Could you imagine mm-hmm. him having to stand up in front of everybody and say something? Yeah. yeah. He would just curl up into a little puddle of yeah. hysterical sobbing. Like... I could not, I would never put him through that. Oh. But, um, wow, this completely, like, the conversation just, I, I like it, though. I like the, Okay, the, sorry. The, I know, I sometimes no, I go we're, on a tangent. Um, no, because it all ties together. Like, it's all, um, like, working on ourselves, but, like, and but like focusing on, like, the progress. One of my favorite things is to say progress, not perfection. Absolutely. And I don't, um especially when it comes to, I mean, physically, like, working as, like, like weightlifting and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, I don't, instead of, like, I used to be, like, oh, I got to lift, like, the heaviest. I got to do this, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, now it's I'm more of the mindset of, like, I just need to be able to do it smoothly. I just need to do it right. I need have to, good to alignment. Have good alignment. Take yeah. And I'm just, and realizing that the focus is not to get to, like, the heaviest. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. It's just to. I just want to work out. Like, I just want to, and like, you just want to reward your body with that movement. Yeah. Yeah. And to feel like fit, you know, I don't want to, it's not that I want to be like squatting for a thousand pounds, you know, I'm just like, (laughs) Jake's just like with a school bus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Um, But the, like the church just like sets us up for failure in that way that like, I think a lot of the things that I, the way I think of frame things around like self-care around progress is all very, very much based on what I learned as a kid because yeah. that's, and I don't think we get talked, it gets talked about enough of like no. how that fucks us up. <laughs> yeah, and like taking parenting courses, I'm like reparenting myself and like telling myself like you are good enough you do have the capability you don't need external forces you know in your gut what to do it's a very yeah like i have much so, more confidence knowing that i have the abilities so that is also a sign of your emotional intelligence but i'm just saying because there is a form of therapy where you talk to your inner child Mm -hmm. and you uh, take care of your inner child and you basically reparentify yourself reparent and um yeah and you do that in yoga too actually reframe what you've learned as a child into something that's a little more healthy and that's um like and you acknowledge the stuff that you learned as a child that and the problematic things and then you just reframe it 
then yeah you say you don't have to have those belief systems anymore you no you longer can, have to carry that yeah yeah you can let go of that and you can be okay yeah yeah and i think that's, that's a big part of like self-love is yeah. allowing yourself to set down those heavy burdens that you've been told you have to carry and just walking away from them and letting yourself just be yeah and that's actually what I've been focusing on in the last few years is just like letting myself just and it's been so liberating to like just kind of like go through life without like these rest- like where is I know I have a moral compass I know I'm good that way like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and like steal I'm not going to go out and murder maybe mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> <laughs> driving I mean, times I want to know that I I uh, roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> every time I take the roundabout here and down, I think of you every time. <laughs> if I fit, I get. That's the... <laughs> every time, like somebody stops, I'm like, "Oh, Jake would just have words." <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> you can fit. <laughs> Uh, the only time that I give leeway is when it's bad weather, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't want to, you know, but yeah, slide into somebody, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but you know, brownie. progress. I'm trying okay. to work on that about myself because <laughs> I know it's something that I need to work on. <laughs> and you know <laughs> what? You fun. might you fun. might never be able to drive through a roundabout without screaming at somebody, but maybe you make it one exit without screaming, and you should reward your progress. <laughs> yeah, or one trip. The, oh no. There's two roundabouts. The way to work was nice. I didn't have to yell at anybody. We're good. You can can reward the progress. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe you just call them a fart face instead of a fucking moron. I mean, progress works. One of my favorite ones is just like saying, you fucking, fucking, you fucking fuck face. That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad now when I drive and my son in the background is like, is that guy a jackass, mom? <laughs> Anytime oh. there's a truck. If there's a jacked up truck, he always says, that's a jackass, huh, mom? To team well. <laughs> like, yeah. If you can drive a jacked up truck and you can park it and you don't cut people off, you good for you. Oh. The majority of jacked up trucks in my town take up six parking spots and can't see and don't know how to use their mirrors and just like think they're the only vehicle on the road so they're a jackass exactly (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) well that was a good conversation I think it is important to remind ourselves that we are in a good place that we're doing good how we are um, listeners if you are like I don't know if you maybe just think about like where your self care is and like gauge where you're where you're at that. Yeah. and just know that you don't need some old white dude over a pulpit telling you that you're worthy you are worthy just just by being human and existing you are worthy of good things regardless of what the church is drawn to us yeah <laughs> fucking right yeah yeah <laughs>